You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Hey, welcome back to Tencent Beer Life. I'm your host, Kyle. As always, here with my man, Brian. What's up, dude? I'm your host, Brian. (laughs) Sorry, dude. I'm your host, Kyle. We fucking won, dude. I was feeling (laughs) fabulous. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) That was a great intro. It was a good hey. I I tried to to change it up a little bit. I'm your host. I like it. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm just uh, living life on a Monday. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's just get into it. Browns win. Yeah. Um, it was pretty ugly, to be honest with you. Um, there was there was good good bad and ugly. Um, Jarvis Landry is listed week to week. I mean, that's the big mm-hmm. takeaway. Is MCL sprain at least. That's nothing too shitty yeah i was pretty concerned uh mm-hmm. with that uh so that's that's the good news out of the weekend we're one and one this is right where everybody thought we would be um struggled a little bit with the texans uh defensively um even after tyrod taylor went out um that's like so far and i know it's not the end all be all but pro football focus does not have good grades for John Johnson. He has last year. He was their sweetheart. He he was the pro football focus third number three safety in the entire league. Um, and so far, like I I know he he graded like in the forties this past weekend. Ew. So he's he's looked terrible. Listen, I know I I give you extra shit for it because you're an Ohio State guy, but so far Denzel Ward has not looked great. No. Um, in two games and, you know, flash some freak potential in game one, but this past game, like there were, there were multiple plays where you saw Denzel Ward trailing and it's like, something's got to give between the secondary and the defensive line. It seems like the, the like quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball fashion. Now, Patrick Mahomes is just all world. He's going to dissect you no matter what you do. Did you, if you watch that game at all last night, you can't even blitz the guy or else he will absolutely shred you. So you have to figure out, you have to somehow get a four man rush and you have to somehow, uh, typically you got to work zones uh, on them and just, you know, have your guys make plays. But as far as the Browns go, you know, we're not generating enough of a rush and, and quarterbacks are also getting rid of it pretty fast because our DBs aren't, aren't tight enough on coverage. And, so far, Miles Garrett is not impacted this season. And it's not even like, you know, it's just not showing up on the stat sheet. It's not showing up on the film. He's another guy, you know, 
I, I tend to question a lot of what pro football focus does. Cause like, I think they gave Baker like a 69 in that game or like 67 nice. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Baker Mayfield completed 90% of his fucking passes. I don't get what you, what you wanted more out of, out of Baker Mayfield pro football focus. So whatever, but uh, you know, miles is still grading in the sixties and seventies in those games. And he's just, he's not making a difference in the run. He's not making a difference. In the past, I'm not people get so mad at me for saying Miles Garrett's a little bit overrated, but defensive player of the year kind of shit. I watch an Aaron Donald play, and you will you can't not notice Aaron Donald. Unless you knew who Miles Garrett was ahead of that game on Sunday, you had no idea who was a part of things. Well, even the announcers said during the game, they go, you know, the only the only time we've mentioned Miles Garrett is to mention the fact that we haven't mentioned Miles Garrett. And so I mean that that's the first time that really it's just like been nationally been called out in a game like that, really. I mean, he kind of has always gets the pass, but you've been saying it for a while, and he hasn't. I mean, he's just not there. And to come out and say, like, I'm LeBron, I need my I need my Kyrie and my Kevin Love and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, put your money where your mouth is. Like, at this point, it's yes. like, we're here. We're here. And the COVID thing, if that's it, take a week off. Go see specialists. Let it be known. I don't think that's it. I mean, I know people are saying he's still lingering, but then get how, out. How could it still be lingering? If it's still lingering now, then it's, it's damn near permanent. Like, then you got to figure something out. But, like, you know, it's it's been a long time since he had COVID. It, sure. it has, it's been quite a bit of time. Like, I I don't know. It, he, he repeatedly last year said it wasn't bothering him, and then, like, it, it looked obvious. And maybe it's just all of his training is focused on building them big-ass muscles as opposed to those big-ass muscles being able to go four quarters. So maybe yeah. he's just got to kind of lose some weight and, and get him, get his conditioning under control. But like he, he's not doing the shit that he's supposed, you should at least see a couple freak plays a game out of my miles <laughs> Garrett. Even if he's not making a tackle, you need to at least see him explode through the fucking line and come close, but he didn't do that at all. And, and I think it's because in these two games, he faced quality tackles, Laramie Tunsil and Orlando Brown are quality tackles. You're saying he's all muscle and no no grit, dude. Are you call are you calling him a fuck boy? Is he a fuck boy? Probably. He's playing I, I like mean, one. But he like right now he is and again, like the I'm I'm not saying Miles Garrett's not good. When I call when I say overrated, it's not a, the difference between good and bad. It's the difference between defensive player of the year, top edge player in the league, number what, twenty five or thirty or something like that on the NFL top one hundred. That seems like a little bit much right now because he hasn't actually shown it. He's shown flashes of what could be, but he's never put it together for a full campaign. And so far in 2021, he's he's done nothing. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I don't know what it is. I uh, zero pressures on Sunday, first time yeah. since 2018 that he's had zero pressures in a game. Yeah. Um. On the bright side, Grant Delpit finally played and looked to be a player. And another guy that got a terrible pro football focus. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he had a forced fumble and two sacks, I believe, right? He did. He like he he had uh the the sacks and and you know, he I love that. I I love seeing him uh come out there and and them dial it up. Uh, Joe Woods is taking a lot of shit for this defense not being what it's supposed to be, but you know, yeah, I'm I'm sure he absolutely is there to share in the blame, but then we need more effort. I, I think, I think a lot of it is just, they're not fighting hard enough. Yeah. Do your job, do your job. 
Um, I mean, on the bright side, we won. Um, we did, but versus a team that's like the bottom a clear barrel tank job. I they're, think like they're in a tank mode because their quarterback was aggressively trying to get his asshole oiled up, and now they're in a bind. And now it's like, okay, well, where do we go from here? We need a top draft pick. I uh, <laughs> I was at a I had a wedding Saturday, and we went to the West End. And as we were walking into the wedding, wedding, the Houston Texans walked in. I saw uh, Laramie Tunsil in person, and holy shit, what a yeah. giant fucking man that is. Does he and, have his gas mask on? No, dude. I almost asked it. I, I was on my <laughs> tongue. like I wanted to just be like, anybody know where I can get a good massage? But that's, you know, like, these guys can kill <laughs> That'd me. That would be so funny. Dude, I wanted to, and I regret it. If I would have been boozed up and was like, at the end of the night, I would have saw him. I probably would have said something, but I was dead. You could have, if you would have recorded it, put it on TikTok, you'd have a million followers. We'd be famous. Yeah, I know. We get bought out by Barstool or some dumb shit like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Next time, (laughs) thanks, Brian. I think you motivated me to start talking shit. That's what I'll do. I'll just start going to the West and every every weekend, and that seems to be where. Yeah, go try and find some famous people with a bunch of money, and then try and make an off color joke that isn't. Bad enough to say that you're really antagonizing them, but uh, you know, maybe take a punch or two, make a couple mil. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like that, like that girl with cream hot. Is that what you're? Is that what you're getting at? I mean, I feel like she did a little more. Yeah, so from what I've I understood, I I think that some uh, unsayable words were said in that situation. <laughs> Don't do that. I am in no way telling you to go say that word. Yeah, well, uh, but maybe maybe hinted a massage kind of thing. Starnick uh, said he went to high school with her. I think oh, it was really? Starnick. Yeah, he said he was like, it's very believable. <laughs> it's yeah. Just like, yeah, okay, I I believe it. That you know, because he's from the like, only, the old Brooklyn area. You know, it's the only thing that I kind of have like an inside knowledge on, like something like that would be. Uh, remember, um, when I think I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but uh, Chris Perez, the closer for the Indians, when he got the weed delivered to his house. Yeah, and his dog's name. And his dog's name. And he's like, no, that was from the, the previous owners of the house. But then you find out it's, it's a, his Brody Perez's dog's name. Uh, I know the the owners of the house from before him. Oh, really? I that, like we That was like the high school party spot. They, you know, they called it Club Dom because my buddy Dom lived there. And his family was totally into some really shady shit. And, and getting a big shipment of weed was right up there alley so i at first i was like you know what yeah i kind of think so and then the dog thing came out but uh the <laughs> the, the, the younger brother eli he, he, was, all uh, out. <laughs> he was a running back in high school i i blocked for him in high school he he got shot execution style in the fucking head and lived he's what? blind and he Excuse has a tracheotomy tube uh-huh there's like nobody really knows why but like him and his dad went out and his dad ended up going to jail for some some reasons I don't know. I am not one hundred percent sure, but they they were they had some activities they were into, and uh, they opened like a dispensary out there. And Eli ended up getting fucking popped. Oh wow! Like on his knees, gun to his head, and then lived. He like he's he's blind and he's got a tracheotomy too. But that kid lived hard and fast. <laughs> he's he's still here. I I think I'd rather. Maybe be dead at that point, you know. <laughs> uh, I'd take the blindness and tracheotomy too. Yeah, I, I. He could still feel things in his dick. 
Yeah, I mean, is that what it's so all? So there's about? some pleasures left in life. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. You I can guess. still get high, listen to some Zeppelin, and get blown. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's that's enough to live off of. This is so good. This is so trippy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't kill me. Don't kill me, Eli. He might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. If he Eli said all sorts of crazy powerlifting records because he used to be all roided up in high school. I mean, he sounds like a great dude. I mean, yeah. Oh, Eli was great. I'm sure Eli he's a hell of a good time. Yeah. Love the two of them to death. They're probably not listening, but they have, if they ever do, those, those two are great. Yeah, I bet, I bet it was a blast, dude. I'm making fun of them, but God damn it, dude. What a, what a fun life. I mean, it, as much as it sucks like that, that that happened, like it's exciting, you know? Yeah. I've never done anything that exciting. Oh, I'm cool with avoiding anything that exciting. I don't think my heart could take it. I did buy beer for miners once, you know? And Ooh, like, yeah, dude. That could get you so fucked. It's crazy how much how much trouble you could get in for that, actually. My uh my buddies my buddy bought a keg. It was like one of those quarter kegs, the really small ones mm-hmm. for a small house party back in Lima. Pony was, keg, right? Yeah, pony keg. Uh, and he got busted because he was the only one in town who bought a pony cake for like, I don't know, six months. And it was at the mayor's <laughs> house. So oh, people, shit. yeah, we're friends. We were friends with the mayor's kid. I wasn't really friends with them. Um, and I showed up to this party and uh, I was going to give give people rides home. I was being responsible. And um, I showed up and the cops came. And so we like hid in the basement and like the cellar. Um, like three of my friends tried to run and they got fucking tackled by the cops and you know they made a big example out of them because it was the mayor's house and it was underage drinking and it was all Damn. over the news my dad fucking thought it was the funniest story because <laughs> i got home and i was like you'll never guess what happened and he's like well you got you're arrested at the mayor's house that's awesome and i didn't we <laughs> hid in the basement one kid climbed into the christmas tree box and fell oh, asleep genius. there yeah and like got up woke up like long after the cops left and um Oh, if I woke up in a closed box, though, I would just assume that I got buried alive. This guy's fucking crazy. It didn't affect him any. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, that's underage drinking. What? A, what a good time. Being being seventeen and drinking beers illegally. Goddamn, dude. That's I, where I would go back. I, I go started back. right at like at the end of seventeen. Like right before I turned eighteen is when I really started drinking. That summer between high school and college. Was like okay, I got some catching up to do if I'm gonna not embarrass myself at school. Oh, you you were one of you were late, dude. I was. I, I think didn't I drink like in high school. 15, it was like my 16. parents were crazy about it. Like they, they 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 were they would have shut down my my like a year of football for me. They would have taken me off the team. Oh no, and you never would have went to Mercyhurst on that scholarship and paid for my schooling, baby. Yeah, I hear you. No, I was like, I was allowed to have parties and stuff. I was, my, I'd, I'd cool parent. Well, my dad. You were was allowed cool. to have parties? Yeah, dude. I had a couple. I had, I had friends over to drink uh, more than once. Yeah. Hmm. My dad was cool. He's dead now, so I can talk about it openly. Like, who cares? <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, one of the kids that we went to high school with ended up being a detective lived across the street. And I was like, you motherfucker, you're going to tell on me. I know you're going to tell on me. And uh, did never he tell did. On you? I think no? so. Yeah, he just kind of kept it. He's himself. a dirty cop then. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we had we had fun. We had fun at my house. I was I was the cool house. I was not. My cousin was twenty one and would buy cakes and let me throw parties there for a long time in his house. We used to call it the White House, and it would just be jam packed with like hundreds of underage kids every weekend. And then 
uh, his roommate got word that they were on like the Crime Stoppers watch list. Like we were, they were on oh, the watch shit. list. So we had to just, they had to get a new place so we could keep having parties and put it in somebody else's <laughs> name. And that's what happened. We didn't stop at all. My, I was never like crazy and stuff, but like I know a kid like I went to school with that got a fucking bedroom tattoo at one of these parties. And it was just a lot of fun, dude. A lot of fun in a, my youth. A online. bedroom tattoo? Yeah, somebody brought a tattoo gun and was just giving out free tattoos. God damn. Party well, I even knows how to do it. Dude, it's nuts, dude. You should go back. Let's party with some high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> Were there drugs at these parties? What was the hardest drug at the party? Was there was there Coke at all? Um, I don't know. I wasn't cool enough to be asked. You know, it was kind of one of those things. You like, were the one throwing the party, though. Well, they didn't, they didn't want... They, they knew I would be upset about that. But I'm sure there were there were drugs there. There was definitely weed. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't know about anything else. I'm sure there was. The one guy had a tattoo of barbed wire around his entire neck. Oh so, boy, yeah, like it was it was wild. And then I'm just bringing over these fucking rich doctor kids to a house on the east side of Lima because there's free beer there. And um, yeah, what a what a good time in my life. Uh, there's there's people that are listening to this podcast. They're like, I remember the White House. What a great time! <laughs> they, if, if you if you ever partied at the White House, email us a crazy story. Like I've seen people, yeah. fucking fights and like a headbutt. Um, yeah, that's where I learned to headbutt. Somebody I saw a headbutt executed perfectly there, and then that's when I got the idea. Like ten years later, to try to headbutt somebody in Ohio State. Well, the perfect way to get back on track here. Um, on did you see the Muni Lot fight video? Yes, yes. I'm so sad I wasn't there for that either. That was like that was crazy to me because I, I I think it's been taken down like the tweet but Squire has like a, a screen recording of it so I've I've got it on my phone but like it's two two chubby assholes one's in an Odell jersey one guy I think he's wearing a studded belt I couldn't, I couldn't tell but they're like they they they've got these two like low handed fight stances almost like old-timey bare-knuckle boxers. And they, like, kind of circling and getting each other, and then they start flailing. And the one guy, without even getting touched, falls because he's just flailing so fucking hard. And then Chubby Studded Belt gets on top of him, lands a couple punches in the head. They stand up. Fucking Odell Jersey keeps flailing. He He's struggling to stay on his feet with how, how hard he's helicoptering his arms around. I thought, when I watched the video initially, I thought once they fell... I thought Odell was done for, dude. Like, he took yeah. a couple shots, and then he came right back. But that guy sat on top of him and didn't get in any, any sort of position where he could really, like, rear back and fucking nail him. So he sits on top of him and starts throwing tiny punches at his head. So he came right back, and Odell stayed in, like, because the fight evolved. Giant African-American gentleman come into the fight and then topless tattooed white guys come into the fight. And you're like, where did those guys come from? And then topless white guys start throwing sucker punches at the giant black dudes. And then like people start shoving the whole crowd worth of people. They go into like a, a, a one of those white foldable tables that collapses. I think they hit a grill. They're going in between cars. It was, it was nuts. Like it was a legit brawl. You missed the best part is when the guy filming it yes. turns the camera around and he's just laughing with a blunt in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I would love and then at the that. end, it's just a bunch of like, you know, 
it's like sad, lame people walking. I'm going, but we're all Browns fans. What are yeah. you fighting about? We're all Browns fans. Yeah, that, that this is not that kind of team. We will turn on each other in a moment. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I, I like. I honestly, I don't have much interest in tailgating because I don't, I don't want to go down there and half-ass it and be the way that I am now, which is like mentally very different from the the animalistic tailgating. Like I can't do that. I don't want to do that on a Sunday anymore. So I'm just going to abstain. I don't want to go down and half-ass it. What do you mean half-ass it? If I go down now, like that, like I used to go down and and I'd show up late and then drive the RV home and I'd just kind of smoke a little bit, have maybe one or two drinks, and it will like it's it sucks because you're not do actually doing what what you're supposed to be doing there. If I go down now, I'll probably have two or three gluten-free beers, probably a Delta 8 gummy. I'll force some conversation with some strangers that whose names I don't remember. And like, then I'll walk to the game or, or to a bar. It's just, that's half-assing it, or that's fucking eighth-assing it, in my opinion. Like, you, you, if you go down to that, that Muni lot, you should be putting as, as much of everything you can, as much excess as you can get. That's what it's about. That's doing tailgating right. I, I did that for years. It was fucking awesome. But now I feel like if I go down there, I'm not truly doing what you're supposed to do down there. And that's destroy your body. <laughs> destroy the name of your body. Yes. I like going down uh, and grilling and doing the whole thing, but I don't, I keep it, I keep a pretty small circle. So I'm not doing the whole like stranger bullshit. Like normally it's like, we're telling like 10 people to come down and that's who we're hanging out with. But um, it's like for, for me, it, I'm having to join somebody else's tailgate or else I got nowhere to be. Sure. Or else I'm just floating, and then you're you're a fucking maniac. If you just go down there without a tailgate to go to, and you just float, you're a you're a fucking maniac. <laughs> and you always meet those people. Yeah, they're just walking around with a book bag full of beer, and they might yeah. have a if they have a bottle of liquor, they're eating. Like that's the key is you take take a bottle of Jack Daniels with you, and you can have whatever you want to eat. So yeah, poor shots tra- trade it for brats. Yeah, dude. Uh, John Brown put on uh, comedy tailgate, which was fun. And my my job was to bring a TV, and I spent the entire tailgate trying to get Channel 19 to come in. Oof. What I fucked up is, is I did the channel scan, and it just kept skipping over 19. Had I had a remote, I could have got it to work. So everybody ah. bailed, and they were like, well, we're going to go do this. And then they were like, going to park and take a boat. And I was like, the game starts in 45 minutes. Like, I'm driving out of here. And I'm going to go try to watch the game. So that's what I did. Um, and I went to like basically like a, a half full sports bar and had great service and a huge TV to watch the game on. And it was wonderful. Um, and that's kind Sweet. of where I'm at in my life now. It's like I want to we talked about this before. I want to sit down and watch game. If if I don't have shit to do the next day, I'll, I'll go out and party and like stand in a big group and watch it on a big screen. I used to love that. I used to love, you know, the the crowd atmosphere and just, you know, and the crowd goes wild at a touchdown. Like, I used to feed off that energy a lot. But now I'm just, I'm becoming an old man, Brian. And I think you're already an old man. Yeah. Um, I just want to watch the game in a bar where people are cheering. And, you know, if I want to order buffalo chicken dip, I can get that immediately. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. I prefer the couch. I don't even want to go to a bar. I want, uh, like, I, I want to have my own shit. And just kind of uh, 
sit here. I, I could put the tribe game on my second TV. I like that. Um, and like, I, I don't want distractions. I want to be able to fully pay attention and then, you know, compulsively check fantasy football scores all day. Oh, see, I make a rule to myself where I won't check scores until half times or like the end of the games. Cause if not, I'm doing that. I'm just staring at my phone the whole time. And I'm like, fuck that. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, that's the beauty of football, though, and and not watching it, not watching it. (laughs) Well, no, like it's something happens for five seconds and then you've got another 90 seconds until something else happens. That's fair. I guess uh, I guess that's a good point. I just I'll get lost and then I'll go look something up like it'll say, you know, like TJ Watt out. So then now I'm on Twitter looking up what happens. And the next thing I know, it's like third and three. And I'm like, how did we get here? And then there's some fucking girl on Instagram, and I'm like, wow, watch her shake her ass at the Carolina Panthers game. All right. And then it's just like, yeah, halftime. What happened? Shit. I don't even know what's going on. But <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, let's see. As far as like the game goes, we, yeah, we kind of just shit, shit on everybody. We talked about how bad it was, but there was, there was some good. There was some good, and I, I don't know why Nick Chubb didn't get more carries. It looked like they were kind of shutting him down. They were really keying in on the run. The the Texans were early, um, and Kareem had a few nice runs, but Nick Chubb ended up 11 rushes for 95 yards and a touchdown. Like, just feed that. Let's not, let's not stray away from that so much, because that, that's our identity. That's who we are. Um Certainly was nice to see Baker complete that high of a percentage without Jarvis. Harrison Bryant had a nice game, couple couple nice catches. They said he had the second highest PFF uh, run blocking grade out of anybody on the team. But our, you know, the offensive line grades weren't great. For you know, you had some guys that did great pass blocking, others that did great run blocking. But as far as overall grades for our guys, Conklin had like a couple of obviously bad plays, but. Um, let me see. I got the grades up. I got the grades up. So yeah, Baker, Baker was 66.1. Why? <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, I, I tell you, he, he, he threw that pick, which really, I mean, the receiver just kind of stopped, gave up on the, he play. definitely stopped. Yeah. So, I mean, and Baker made the tackle on that play and then came out of the game. He probably popped his fucking shoulder and went back there and they threw it back in. And then he didn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. The entire game. They the average just, depth of target was 5.6 yards. That's what I mean. Like, they they really just completely pulled back on him. But, I mean, the guy, uh, you know, I, I just suck his dick. But, like, the guy's a gamer. Like, he didn't want to not play. So, he yeah. went back in there and did what he had to do to win the game. And that's what you want. That's what you want. Completed the passes. Uh, Demetric Felton, 98.7 grade in his few plays. Um electric that one touchdown was oh, amazing. Oh, the spin move. Are you kidding me? The place Oof. is going nuts. Oof, that was great. Nick Chubb, 76.6. Uh, Kareem, 58.5. So they didn't like what he had done. Uh, Jarvis, in his couple plays, 86.9. Uh, Rashard Higgins, 64. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 47.9. Anthony Schwartz, 45.5 or 44.5. Man. So not great for the wide receivers. Tight end Harrison Bryant, 85. Hooper, 74.9. Njoku, 65.1. So Harrison Bryant, like I, I, I've said it before, his pro comps were coming into the league was Kittle. And the fact that he's uh, having the second best run blocking grade on the team, encouraging. I was listening to the radio pregame, and, man, they're, they're sucking on Njoku 
hard, dude, this year. He's a tight end that can he do making stuff. making a bunch that, of money. He's yeah. making fifth-year option money right now. It's just, I was like, man, I that's the guy that's like, show me, show me still. I don't know. I saw these stats. Uh, I don't know if we have any Baker haters that listen to this, but through, mm-hmm. through two games, completion percentage, NFL, 81.6. That's good enough for first place in the NFL. Yards per attempt, 10.9. That's good enough for second, even after this week. Passing yards, he's 13 with 534, and he is in passing attempts 27th. So that's when he's throwing the ball, dude, he's getting the job done. Yeah, you know, yeah, is he Patrick Mahomes? No. But he made some plays with his legs yesterday, which uh, was nice to see too. And, uh, you know, just keep building. I mean, we're one and one. We're right where we need to be. Let's let's get things adjusted and – you know, O line had a, a had a tough game too. I mean, uh, Teller they gave a seventy two point nine, Conklin sixty four, Will sixty three, Blake Hans because the, the announcing team didn't even notice that Jedrick. First of all, at the beginning of the game, they said Jedrick Wills was out and that James Hudson was starting for him, and then they never made mention that they were wrong. And then later in the game, Wills comes out and they never make mention that Blake Hans had taken over at left tackle. Which is crazy that they decided to go with Blake Hans, the you know the the guy who ended up filling in for, as, as the fourth stringer in the the Steelers game, the one that Baker had to introduce himself to. Hi, I'm I'm Baker, mm-hmm. <laughs> some guy named Blake. He played left tackle, got a sixty three as well. Treader only sixty, Betonio only fifty eight. So and Betonio was the best pass blocker at eighty five point eight. So he was that bad at run blocking. That's insane. So that's, I mean, offensive line and Wyatt Teller had the best grade of all, but like maybe he's a wait and see guy too. You know, we didn't lock him up with any sort of contract and he still is a guy that only had one good year so far, still young. But if you're going to hand that guy the bag, a $15 million guard, you better know. Yeah, I think that's probably where they're at. Andrew Barry seems to know what he's doing. Um, let's hope. Let's hope anyways. I don't know. It's It's nice to to be bitching about a win. Uh, this hasn't happened in so yeah. long, you know, it, it's, but it's realistic. Um, anything, dude, I saw the stat line about the jets, dude. And it was Zach Wilson. Oh, for two, two interceptions. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, and then it kept going. He, he, he ended up throwing four picks in that game. Their coach was like, we learned a lot today and this is going to get better. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, what a what a shitty <laughs> shitty way to be, but dude, that's uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah, you called it a rite of passage. That's that's what he does. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, nobody knows how to fuck with him like he does. Uh, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts and shit. Especially something about rookie <laughs> rookie Jets quarterbacks versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, it, his track record is pristine. And the, there's one every two years because of it. They just constantly beat them down and blow their confidence. So good. The hell with the jets. Yeah, um, dude. Um, I, I was all over the Patriots defense. I, I did decent in uh DraftKings and DFS this weekend. Yeah. I put to put in 10 bucks and I walked out with 32. Whoa. Big winner there. Big, big time, baby. But I play the cash games. Yeah. I, uh, I went, I went 500 in my leagues. Three and three. I'm zero and two in the the ten cent beer life league, and um, I rebounded in the ten cent beer life league. 
that said, the guy that I play in the Tencent Beer Life League also plays in another league, my $100 league, and I I should smoke him. Uh, we both yeah. got a guy going tonight, but I'm projected to win by a bunch. But crazier shit has happened, so I'm not going to talk shit quite yet. See, I'm super confused because, you know, the ESPN Fantasy app shows like a, a win probability. Yeah. And right now, uh, Mahomes field advantage is at 68.92 points. I'm at 101.3. All of their players have played. And and they have a 1% chance of winning. Is is ESPN thinking that there's they any all... sort of chance that there's a negative... <laughs> What negative thirty three? I get negative thirty three points between my. I still have a running back, a tight end, and a defense to go. They're covering their ass. You guys could all fumble three times, and I mean it's not three times. It'd be like ten times. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I I still have Aaron Jones, T.J. Hawkinson, and the uh, Green Bay Packers defense. I left Michael Pittman on the bench, which I never was going to trust him to start yet, but it's good to see Michael Pittman have a breakout game. Yeah, the offensive, just on fantasy across the landscape, it it was all defense this week. Uh, Defense for big offensive uh, production was down. Um, There's a guy that if the fucking Lions win tonight, will complete a 16-team parlay, $25 he's going to win. Like $723,000. I'm going to be watching that and rooting wholeheartedly for the lines because that's amazing. Can you imagine the fucking stress? Like, I would have already, I would have called my job and been like, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm not quitting my job if I win, but win, lose, or draw, I need to take a personal day tomorrow. And then when you win, you quit the job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to quit a job over $750,000, I don't think. Would you? I would. I'd go full time comedy. Absolutely. I guess. I guess that's no no questions asked. I go. I go full time comedy. I guess that's true. I'd probably walk away too. Now let's just say that if I had mm-hmm. something like I got another job there, I don't know if I could go full time comedy. I don't. I don't know if I could just be like, well, I got, I got about fifteen minutes. Let me polish this <laughs> up and away we go. Let me start booking stuff. I mean, I think you're probably in a better position than that than me, but. I would, I would I would probably make an escape. You could buy the funny stop. Oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know because I have to be there all the time. You know, it's just I don't know. I you could make all the food from your uh, your lunch lady kitchen. Yeah, right. Uh, chicken nuggets, <laughs> meatballs, and chicken nuggets. Snack we got, packs. We got Rich Voss and fucking chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> sloppy Joe's, sloppy Joe's and basil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh shit! What is that uh, pop up? There was something else I wanted to talk about, and I fucking—it's escaping my mind. And I probably should write it down, but I don't. Um, Salvador Perez did something crazy. Let's see, forty-six home run, breaking Johnny Bench's single-season record for homers by a catcher. Salvador Perez is ridiculous. He is very good. That's that baseball dude is crazy. Like what kind of like major stats get broke like every year? It's such a stat driven sport. It's 
Jose's up to 35 home runs and 94 RBIs, 265 batting average. You love to see it. Um, overall, baseball has been a weird season, dude. Who 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 do you got winning the World Series right now? You got to pick one team. Um, I'd probably go either San Francisco or Milwaukee. Yeah, San Francisco. I'm rooting for Milwaukee. Yeah, San Francisco really had their time in the sun. There, there was that like decade where they were winning like every odd year they were winning a World Series. So, yeah, I I don't want them to win. Um, but as far as uh, as who I think is going to win, I can't see any AL teams. Maybe Houston or Tampa Bay. Um. But other than that, I don't think anybody's got a shot. I think it's definitely going to be an NL winner, and I I like Milwaukee a lot. Milwaukee is already clinched ninety one and fifty eight so far. They've got really good pitching. They've got some some great hitters. They got a couple big fat dude hitters. Oh yeah, uh, I like that. Some you know cheese fed Milwaukee type of dudes. And hey, the Bucks won. I mean, who's to say that Milwaukee can't yeah. be a title town? They they all come in like spurts like that. That's I don't know what it is. It's like extra motivation for those guys, but I mean, uh-huh. I can't explain it. But it ha- it's been happening for years, uh, and I'm rooting for that. I want Milwaukee for sure. I do. As re- far as Vlad Guerrero goes, he's fallen off a little bit in the RBI category for the Triple Crown. Vlad is now tied for fourth with 105 RBIs, whereas Salvador Perez is pulled ahead at, at 113. But other than that, currently. Um, he is sitting atop the leaderboard for um, home runs as well as uh, batting average. So he he's he came damn close to the triple crown. It's ridiculous. That'd have been tight. I do remember what I wanted to talk to you about. Did you watch the new Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, I did. Plane ride from hell. I did. Yes. Did you know any of that stuff? I knew like all of it. Yeah. I don't think that they really introduced too much new other than like the perspective of the flight attendant and then Terry Reynolds being silenced. I thought that was pretty fucked up. Well, I, I didn't see it all. I caught parts of it. I was doing stuff and it was on. What was Terry Reynolds being silenced about? She had been silenced that, uh, they told, they kept telling her to no sell it. No. Oh, sell it. yeah. I did walk in and saw about, that. uh, Brock Lesnar had shown her, his, his red dick, dick. yeah. His red dick, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> she said he's got a dick like a dog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's very pink, like, yeah, and blonde, so that that makes sense. He's he's got he he he's just a Viking. Um, and then uh, also, what was it? Something fucked up on the plane. Oh, I the Ric Flair, the Ric Flair stuff. Well, there's that, yeah. Yeah, he was doing the meat spins and then, like, cornered the stewardess and was like, touch it. Yeah. And uh, now, like, people are like, no, Rick, we're not going to have you for your bookings. And then, like, Tommy Dreamer was like, hey, this is just a part of what it is, you know? Yeah, Tommy Dreamer was really standing up for him and looking pretty damn bad. And, yeah, he just got released by Impact Wrestling, and it's... Did he? Yeah, like... So, like, this documentary is actually having real-world... Impact. Yes, yes, it, it no is. No shit. Yeah, so that's that's what's going on right now. It's like Ric Flair, and you know what? For what it's worth, get rid of him. I mean, this this is how that shit stops happening is pe- there's repercussions for it. So, 
I wonder what it does to Charlotte, though, because she is a fucking shining star. And I hope it doesn't have any sort of negative impact on her. Well, it shouldn't. I mean, this is all like, you know, not not in tied in with like the WWE has to hate this fucking show. Yeah, but she still uses the flair name. She still uses that theme music. She still wears the robes. She still uses the figure four and then figure eight leg lock. She still like there's traces of the nature boy, Ric Flair, all over her persona and and game. Yeah, but is she meat spinning her clit and forcing dudes to touch it? I mean, that's she's not doing that. But what? like that, I mean, that's how shit works right now. If you're doing anything that's going to revere your father and and hold him into a positive light, people are probably going to get a little bit pissy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like I guess like there was a point where like Rick, there's I mean, there's all kinds of Ric Flair stories over the years, and I'm sure like there's some really bad ones. I'm sure there was a story about him like I only put my robe on without clothes on, so like he was like got naked on a plane with a bunch of women and shit, and put on his robe because they wanted to see him wear it. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a womanizer. It's I'm not I'm not justifying it. It's just. That's who he was. So, like, none of this is surprising to me. And, you know. My buddy in college used to brag that his back in the 70s, his mom went on a date with Ric Flair. Like, he, he tried to tell us that. And we're all just like, so your mom fucked Ric Flair. And he'd be like, no, no, they just went on a date. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm sure your mom went on a date with Ric Flair in the 70s. Fucking peak Ric Flair and didn't bang him. Get out of here. Your mom definitely got boned by Ric Flair. There's no way. I don't remember who told me this, but yeah, yeah, definitely she did fuck him. I, oh yeah, she definitely fucked. Was her it Money him. Mitch? No, no, it is not. Oh, <laughs> no. Damn, that would have been crazy. Um, <laughs> somebody told me that their mom had sex with New Jack once, and I can't remember who it was. Oh God, that's an interesting one. Yeah, or it was like they're like, yeah, it was like a, a Terry Reynolds was banging him for a while. Oh, dude, there's all kinds of shit like. Terry Reynolds, uh, like New Jack claimed that Terry Reynolds would, you know, you know how they use the little razor blades and cut or whatever to uh-huh. bleed. Like Terry would insist that he would cut her before giving fellatio. So she wanted to bleed all over him. But what? Oh, yeah, dude. There's all kinds of shit. Uh, he was on a, a couple podcasts talking about it. And then Terry's like, no, like they hated each other. Now, Damn. now New Jack's dead. But dude, these wrestlers are fucking wild, dude. They're all they are are carnies. I mean, they're just. They're a bunch of carnies. They're doing a bunch of pills and just fucking running around and Big touching each other. Plays. I, yeah. I, I I was doing like for a while a little a bit about it, and then Rogan kind of did something sort of similar. Um, so I dropped it, but it, it, it's big beefy dude plays that are somehow popular enough to be a multi-billion-dollar industry. They're multi-billion-dollar big beefy dude plays. They're all live. It's South Park kind of did something similar to it as well. Yeah, I I love it. I love it. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. It's just there's uh, nothing more satisfying watching two hot sweaty men in their underwear bash each other over the head with no health insurance. It's just fun to me. I don't know. That's a character that I always wanted to do as well. Is is the the wrestling announcer that's never seen wrestling and can't get over the fact that they're just in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's naked. Why? Why was put some trousers on? <laughs> Yeah, it, it hasn't went away. Like, some guys will do it, but, like, still some guys come out in the fucking Speedo. And... Mm-hmm. There's UFC fighters that opt to fight pretty much in a Speedo. I mean, lady, do, do the women like that? I mean, 
Has Sarah ever like been like this guy's more attractive by his apparel? Not necessarily mentioning his apparel, but Sarah has certainly made mention of some thighs. Some thighs? Mm-hmm. Like Rand- Randy Orton, obviously. I mean... Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. Shit like that. She likes them thighs. Did you, you got big fucking thighs, right? You got yeah, fucking... she's a big fan of them. I got tree trunk, big thighs. Damn, dude. I never, never would have put you in the same category as Drew McNamara, but here we go. I'm absolutely in the same category as Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that I'm fucking... going to do a leg day today, actually. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to probably play Sorry. Because my <laughs> wife is attracted to my ability to play board games every day. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's all we do. We got like three. We ran the gauntlet last night, and we, we had an Olympics, and uh, I got smoked. All right, do you two, have you ever, I think I've mentioned this, have you ever played Settlers of Catan? No, I got friends that play it. Is it a quick game? It's not super quick, no, but it's like, it's, you'll get into it. It's not ultra complicated. Um, It's. Is it a two player game? No, definitely can't do two, but it, it could be four. Yeah. Three or four. You could do three, I think would be minimum. Okay. We play most of our games just the two of us, so yeah. we're, we're board gaming. Well, uh, come play, come play Catan with me and Sarah. We'll we'll get really personally hurt if you try and fuck with us in it. What do you mean try to? F- I don't even know what's going on. Oh man, settlers of Catan. If somebody fucks with your shit, it, it's hard not to take it personally. Vendettas, vendettas are struck up, and and alliances and enemies are made. I mean, I'm down. But I can't get Allison to play games that are more than like forty five minutes. Really? Yeah, like Monopoly is out. Risk is out. Um, we used to play a lot of Monopoly as kids, but we we never played it. We never smoked it to the filter like a fucking psychopath. We would always like, okay, you're clearly gonna win. You've got all the all the good properties. Let's call it start over. Oh, I remember that there was times where like me and my cousins would play like into the wee mornings and then like have to go to like little league baseball games on like one hour of sleep Jesus. because we're like, fuck you're you. mortgaging properties. <laughs> yeah, and shit. dude. There's like no surrender, dude. I will <laughs> not give up the ship. Mortgaging properties is, is so shitty. Cause you, you've got this great piece of land and you turn it over. It's like $75. You're like, well, what the fuck? What? How, <laughs> how? It teaches you about how to be an American. It's just fucking pulling it off. We play like Yahtzee and Sorry is our shit right now. Yeah. And like card games, we'll play Phase 10. Um, it's a good card game, two people. So that's what I do. I'll, I'll throw it out there and see if I can get Sellers of Catan. Let's see, see if I can fans. get it a bite. Yeah, I know. You played that Secret Hitler game before? No. What the fuck is Secret Hitler? Yeah, it's kind of like it's Clue almost, but like there's like you're either like Nazis or spies and. You got to figure out who's a spy and who's a Nazi. It's a super fun game. Hmm. I played it a couple times. I'm a big. I, I like Risk a lot. Um, See, Risk is that one takes way way too long, and Catan is almost like a quicker version of Risk. That's fair. I I like me and the boys. We'll get we'll get some beverages and sit there, and we'll get real competitive with Risk. Like we're like making fucking like agreements and shit, and like I'm not going to attack you. I don't care if I lose at this point. You go fucking come in here. I'll take out fucking Joey and 
you move in and, you know. I don't have the patience. So what I do is I take all my resources, I put them in the front lines, and then I ride out on some motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm like just, I'm like just yep, I'm just riding out. Let's go. Uh, let's roll it. Let's, let's go until it's gone. And then every every little uh, piece of land is just manned by one person. And then I'm I'm vulnerable. But I'm going to take as many sons of bitches with me as I can. Yeah, just tear them down, dude. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a good move because then the game doesn't have to be that long for you. You know, no. that's the way it's like. If I'm kind of over it, I'm just like, all right, let me just fucking kill somebody. Oh my! My psychopath sisters would play for hours and hours and hours, and I'd just be like, "Well, let me try and throw a wrench into your shit because that's the only way this is fun for me." Yeah, you're the wild card. And they're like, I'm "No, the, I'm definitely the wild card." <laughs> and then that's another game where I take everything very personally. Don't fuck with my shit, but then I'll fuck with your shit. Nice. Um, well, we covered- speaking of games with fantasy football, we can do a quick recap of the. Uh, of oh the yeah, we didn't. We just kind of quickly talk smooth about transitions. That. Sorry, guys. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm up on Mahomes field advantage pretty significantly, but apparently uh, they have a 1% shot. If my running backs and uh, running back and, and tight end just fumble the entire game, if nothing happens in that game, but fumbles, uh, then I'll lose. We got uh, big cow 420. 99.22 to Team Zajac at uh, 112.56. You have a 1% chance of winning that game as well somehow. Well, DeAndre Swift comes out and fumbles um, five, five six times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Um, Green Bowl Packers, they had a big week last week, a, a down week this week. Uh, big Cow 421 adding another win. They're going to go – it's 111 with Tanyan still to go versus 90.92 with nobody to go. So that's wrapped up. Uh, you you complimented this guy's team so much that he was just texting me about how much you love him, and it's disgusting. Um, well, I don't necessarily love him, um, <laughs> and because he texted you, he can suck my dick, but his team is damn good. I like it. Well, he, used up, he used up all of his money. Uh, it's going to bite him in the ass at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, he, he he dropped eighty eight dollars on Elijah Mitchell in uh, in free agency. That was wild. I I put twelve dollars in, and I thought I was going too hard. It, well, you were also. I I bumped up the because I saw like that, and I was like, okay, you got to spend a dollar to pick up anybody. That's different than the way I played through the Yahoo League. So I gave everybody an extra twenty five bucks to deal with. Like, oh, I got a bye week. I need to pick up a guy for a buck. So that's okay. why everybody got a twenty five dollar pay bump. Yeah, but he he was a potentially starting running back, so I was willing to put twelve bucks in. Sure, I'm not saying you were you were right there. That's on par. Eighty eight dollars, you're fucking Wild. idiot, and yeah. it's gonna bite you in the ass. So whatever. I hope so. He said his team's perfect. It doesn't matter. It's definitely not perfect. Robert Tanyan is far from perfect. Melvin Gordon's far from perfect. Um, yeah, you know Russell Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, not more. Um, but Russell Wilson is good. I love, love Nick Chubb, Hopkins, and Allen's a crazy tandem. Thielen, we'll see. He he ended up being usable this week, but I, I I don't know how I feel about that guy's long term um throughout the season. Bo Jackson, Bo best athlete somehow, is uh he's up 105 with AJ Dillon left. He's starting AJ Dillon and Devontae Adams, so that's solid. Starting Dillon is rough. Um dude, yeah, dude. He had what? AJ Dillon had three points last week. Yeah, he's he is not poised to get touches. 
Um, maybe today, may, maybe tonight, because the the Lions are are you know at least the last couple of years a really bad run offense, and I'd imagine people are thinking that the Packers are just going to fucking destroy them. But I'm hoping that the Packers are just an absolute train wreck. I think I, I'm hoping that last week continues for the entire year. I think that would be so fucking funny. There's a player I want to talk about real quick, Mike Williams. Every year they're like, this guy is going to be great, and he has all the tangibles. And he just sucks at fantasy football. And I feel like I always get looped into having this guy. And I said, fuck Mike Williams. I'm not drafting him. And now he is fucking getting like 10, 12 targets. Fucking top five receiver right now through two weeks. I mean, it might fall off, but. (laughs) I can't imagine it'll hold up, but yeah. What a cunt. (laughs) What a cunt. Uh, The extra R's of Dave Heron. He, uh, he has a one put he has a one percent chance of winning, even though he's currently up. So he has the same apparently the same chance of winning as uh the the Mahomes team that I'm facing, where I'm up by forty points, and he's got the same chance of winning, uh, even though the other team Patrick Mahomes. There's multiple Mahomes teams in our league. Um, Aaron Rod- they still have Aaron Rodgers to go. So I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers either gets hurt or uh, the, you know, they, he has a week like last week where he He's just shits the bed hard. One and a half points last week. So, yep. Uh, if, if, if that happens again, call. And then Finkel, Finkel and Einhorn, uh, even though his quarterback scored 0. .52 points because he's got Tua, Derrick Henry still had 47.7. Terry McLaurin, 27.7. Mike Evans, 24.5. He finishes 142.82 points after his quarterback gets him 0.52. That's nuts. So he's already clinched it over Money Mitch. I believe Money Mitch slips to 0-2 now. Suck it, Money. No, he's 1-1. One one. Money Mitch did win the first week. I will I'm be thinking of our two. other league because I beat, I beat Money Mitch in week one of our $100 league. Um in which I'm going to go 2-0 in that league. That's nice. Mahomes but, field advantage, you, you're the 1%. It's because your games aren't over yet. Because I was going to say, Mitch has 0% chance, but they're both finished. So that's why we see that. Yes. So we, it, it doesn't look like any team is, is other than yours, is kind of a, a train wreck so far. Yeah, I suck ass. Um, <laughs> Dave is probably going to go to 0-2. Um, I'd see. have a chub if I had a penis. Is going to be zero and two. Yeah. With me in the gutter. How is Bo best athlete going to be two and zero? What the fuck is wrong with this league? <laughs> he knows something we don't. I'll be, I'm I'm going up to one and one. I'm happy about that. What the and fuck then... is going on in Washington? Huh? I'm just looking. This uh, D- J.D. McKissick had 20 points. but he had Yes, that carries. was a very frustrating game for me in my work league because Antonio Gibson, they just, even though he played wide receiver in, in college, they won't, they won't give him those targets. It's dumb. He had four attempts for one, 10 yards and one touchdown. I guess he had 83 receiving yards. Okay, that's what yep. it was. Whatever. And is that, what's his name? The quarterback the, from the playoffs. Oh, Heine, Heine, Heineken? Yeah, or, Heineke. Yeah, Heineke. 
Heineke Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> Who's okay? So we lost a bunch of quarterbacks this week, and there's a bunch of rookies. Justin Fields was in. He didn't look great. Um, they said Andy no. Dalton's still their starter, uh, which is wild. But you know, whatever. Who who's taking Tua's place in Miami? Who was down there playing? Oh fuck, I don't even know who was. Let's take a look. Um, Tyrod, I don't even know. I can't even remember that guy. Dave, was it Mills? Davis Mills or whatever took Tyrod's spot. I don't remember this guy from the draft. Anything? I don't. I remember him from the draft. I think he was Stanford. Davis Mills out of Stanford. Yep, nailed it. Stanford Spectrum. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he was like a third round pick. So then, yeah, and they kept they get I mean, yeah, during the game they showed that graphic of like because uh, he was a top seventy five pick, and they're like, oh, the only three top seventy five picks of the last whatever many years out of Stanford, it's like Andrew Luck, John Elway, and him. Damn. So, Dolphins quarterback is oh is Jacoby Brissett. So oh, that that's is not right. that might even be an upgrade to be honest with you. We'll see. He went twenty four of forty for one hundred and sixty nine yards, average of four point two. But two was averaging only four attempts, three point three yards. So he got hurt quick. Yeah, and I think there was another another rookie that made their debut, but I could be wrong. Somebody got hurt, but uh, Carson Wentz got hurt. So... Oh yeah, he has two sprained ankles. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? So Jacob Eason made his debut, two of five, twenty-five yards, not great. Um, Derek Carr has looked all world so far. I mean, the Raiders. The, the, the Raiders... Raiders have beat. They're they're the kings of the AFC North right now. The AFC North. Yeah, the West, AFC West, they, AFC West. No, I'm saying oh. they beat the Steelers. They beat the Ravens. Yeah, okay, I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, somehow good. I was I was paying heavy attention to that that Titans uh, Seahawks game, and the, the Titans hung in there because I remember I was sitting there with my dad, uh, and he was like, "Man, Derrick Henry's not having a great game or start to the season." And then Derrick Henry fucking exploded. And somehow they ended up making a comeback and just they took it in overtime from the Seahawks, which is crazy that the Seahawks would drop that game. Yeah, they flipped um, that over. Uh, I watched that Cowboys game. Uh, Greg the leg hit a 56 yarder to win it. And I said, Greg the leg. And my wife is like, what a cool day. What a cool day. <laughs> so now she's a Cowboys fan. Cardinals and Vikings came down to the wire. That was a 34-33. That was a, a pretty high-scoring affair. Niners and Eagles, 17-11. The Niners, three running backs went out. So hopefully Trey Sermon ends up being the one because he only had a concussion. Uh, Joe Burrow fucked me over pretty good in fantasy in a different league because Burrow threw three picks in a row. Let's just, you know, everybody keeps thinking Joe Burrow is going to be this great quarterback, but he showed. I think he's pretty fucking good. I, I thought he was at least last year. He seemed pretty damn good. He was all right. Like, he showed, like, okay, he had potential, but other times he looked like dog shit. Like, he wasn't, like, just lights out last year. Then he got hurt. But everybody was like, oh, he showed promise. And then this year it's been nothing. So I'm not sold on Joe Burrow. He. He had a lot ooh, of fucking ooh, weapons. Hot take. He had a lot of weapons down there at LSU. He didn't beat out Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. 
And I know, say what you want. I know Herb is a con artist, fucking faking heart attacks, but he knows quarterbacks. Um, so I, I think Joe Burrows isn't bad, but to be to be a darling of the AFC North, like he's gonna be, he's gonna be playing behind Baker Mayfield. He's not gonna be Baker Mayfield. I'm saying here, he's not gonna be as good as Baker. I, I don't. He's not gonna be as good as Lamar Jackson. I think Baker's. Yeah, I mean Lamar. Lamar's got. Say what you want about his passing. No, he's definitely not a clean, polished passer. But the guy fucking makes plays. I like the Ravens and the Steelers are not they walkover were, teams this year, I don't think. Well, they were down two. The Steelers are definitely not as good. Their offense, it's the same as it was last year. The, the people were thinking that with the, I, I remember hearing things about like, oh, this elbow surgery that he had year one is tough and it feels like rubber, but year two, you settle right back into it. But so far, no. <laughs> and they don't look great. But their defense is really good. TJ Watt ended up having to miss some of the game. And they ended up fucking getting taken by the goddamn Raiders. It's, yeah, and then meantime, the Ravens fucking fourth quarter comeback against the fucking Chiefs. Fucking against the Chiefs, dude. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Lamar can't throw the ball, but man, he's fucking a great running back. Um, and just making plays with his feet, so... Yeah, I just, I you know, yeah. let's just, I'm just pumping the brakes on you. I'm not saying he's going to be terrible, but I'm just showing me something, you know. All right, Andy Dalton. Enough. Andy Dalton looked good too in his first few seasons. I I always thought Andy Dalton got kind of the shit end of the stick. I did too. I think if he wasn't a ginger, he would have gotten more respect. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's gross. I think, I think the fact that he's got red hair really lost a lot of respect around the league for his entire career. Because he, he w- I think he should have been, I, I, I wouldn't say he's as good as Ryan Tannehill, but like there, he had some seasons where he wasn't far off from, and people are really holding Ryan Tannehill in high regards right now. I I was real, I, I went fucking all in on Andy Dalton one year in fantasy, and yeah, he ate dicks, and I still get reminded about it. So I never went all in uh, on Andy Dalton. Um, I guess there was technically years where I went all in on Jameis. But like, Who looked awful I took this him week? real, real late. I took him real, real late. Yeah, Jameis looked bad this week. Um, but I, Andy Dalton, hey, I've won, I won some games with him as a stream option. Sure, so I've streamed the quarterback position quite a bit throughout the past few years. Oh, it's it's just nerve wracking. You're always behind the eight ball, and you lose games because of it. If you miss, you miss. You know, it's just it's tough to do, but you can you can be successful doing it. It's just it's I, a lot of like, work. Unless one of the top guys falls to me around the fifth, I'm not. I'm not pulling the trigger. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. You might as well sit if you don't. I'm I'm with you on that. You know, but in in certain leagues, it like I started Jameis Winston in in one league this week, and uh, but I have David. I have I have uh, Derek Carr on the bench. I think I'm going to be rolling with him moving forward. Play that hot hand. You got to. You got to. He looks. Yeah. He's an MVP candidate right now. Yeah, Darren Waller, dude. Darren Waller. So we'll see what happens. Travis Kelsey. That's that, those are the guys I'm hanging my hat on this year. And I'm going to continue and to, even if I Kittle's lose. killing me so far. Is he been bad? Fantasy wise, yeah, but like real football wise, like you know, I always if if I if my guys aren't doing much, I'm you know I go on Twitter, I search their names, see what people are saying, um, see if maybe they they're injured or something happened, and like. You know, I searched George Kittle, and it was like highlights of him just dominating as a run blocker. It's like, well, that's okay. 
least yeah. you're doing good in real football, yeah. but that doesn't do shit for me. That's fair. Well, you got anything else, Brian? Uh, no, I'm doing some sort of private party this weekend. Ooh, private then, private uh, event. When, when Dina's comes back, Brian Sternick's getting that back up. I'm going to headline the first one of those. I told him. I told him. I was like, you got to get the mid-tensive beer life because I asked him about it this Fuck weekend. Yeah. I, I shout out. Yeah, you know what I did? I went on the fucking funny bus. Uh, yeah. The thing. Uh, what a good time. There, so in Cleveland, if you're ever in here, uh, there's a thing called the funny bus. They just drive around and. John Armstrong, very funny dude, uh, was the tour guide. And you just drive around and, like shit on people walking down the sidewalk and throwing out dumb Cleveland facts. And it was a lot of fun. I was blown away. And it's it's a party, basically a party bus. It's BYOB. And I don't know, for me, if I'm on a vehicle that's moving and I have alcohol, like I'm drinking like five times faster than I normally would. So Fuck yeah. We went I went through like almost a twelve pack in two hours. I was just throwing them <laughs> back, dude, and just 10 o'clock, just shit face going to bed on a Friday. Uh, <laughs> definitely worth your time. Funny bus. Brian Sternick and uh, John Armstrong, I know, do it. I think there's a couple other people, some girl named Julie that I, I haven't seen her much. She did a show with us. But anyhow, I'm done. Go to see the funny bus. Go see Brian at Dina's. And if you're lucky enough to get invited to that private event, go see him there. Go Browns.